Welcome to Life on Less Meds, a podcast that reveals the truth about drug side effects and the best strategies to manage them. And now your host, Dr. Yosef Wittering. What happens when a psychiatrist takes Xanax? So that would be me. I took Xanax off and on for a, a couple years. I definitely have some reflections on what it was like. My Xanax use really started after my daughter was born. This was a period in my life where we just kind of finished our residency and we'd moved across the country to the fellowship I was doing at Janssen and Drexel and my daughter was born. Sleep was really difficult at that stage. I, I felt a lot of pressure on myself to perform at this fellowship and do these publications and everything like that. I tried Trazodone. It gave me a nasty hangover in the morning. It made me grind my teeth. And I had taken a friend Xanax in the past and I had loved it. I got a prescription for Xanax and was just kind of taking it as needed for sleep. I was probably taking it maybe once or twice every mm -hmm. two weeks or something like that and it was okay. It shifted more into like using it two weeks at a time during a big crunch. It's not like a protracted withdrawal injury story. Nothing like that happened to me. I would say I never had obsessive thoughts or intrusive thoughts before. And that was probably the main thing that I started noticing. I would get pretty morbid, distressing thoughts that would kind of just like pop up all the time. I would also say that I was eventually more anxious and more uneasy during the day. I can speak to that. I would notice these patterns where he would start taking it and then he would take it more frequently and then he would take it every night and then he would feel like he cannot possibly sleep without it and then he started getting so anxious which is not really his like baseline personality about things that would never have made him anxious before and very obsessive about work and being unable to finish simple projects and tasks mm -hmm. at work that I'm just looking at him like, this is so easy, what are you doing? Just yeah. do it. I remember being so caught up in what are people gonna think about this kind of work and really like obsessing on that. And I couldn't just be, oh, this is good enough. No one really cares because at that point in my life, what I was producing, it was just like random posters for scientific conferences. People don't really care. And I could never see that at the time. Yeah. This is something that you do throughout medical school. It should be quite kind of easy and routine at this point in your career. You have a kid now, so you can't just like be obsessing about your PowerPoint presentation. You have to actually help me parent your child. It caused a lot of rift in the relationship as well. He can't see past this PowerPoint. Like yeah. that is all he sees and it is like doom and gloom. His life yeah. is ending. It's so horrible. And that's all that matters to him. And I could not break through to that. But then it had a more sympathy when I realized it was a medication side effects that he wasn't like- It's so interesting what can be a gateway drug in this thing because I had started drinking coffee and sodas. During that time, I started using chewing tobacco as well to focus essentially. I think that was really what was like ramping up the anxiety and kind of messing with my sleep. And I remembered like I'd have really disjointed sleep and I'd kind of wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to go back to sleep. And that's what eventually, you know, with the arrival of our daughter led to the need, like I really need something to put me down because after I realized I was having all the problems with the Xanax, the weird intrusive thoughts and the irritability and the worsening anxiety. I stopped it and it sucked, but it wasn't terrible. It was just like a couple nights of insomnia for me. I actually got off very easily. A short while after that, a year later on, I stopped drinking coffee and, and using tobacco and the sleep problems went away. I wouldn't say my life is any less stressful than it was back then. It's more stressful now. Running like the business, these. more responsibilities. And I'm kind of juggling yeah. more things at the moment. The mm -hmm. other observation was the stimulant use. 
was really kind of like triggering this challenge, like sleeping in this high anxiety state. You take more coffee because you have more life stress, so then you need Xanax to sleep. But then you build up a tolerance pretty quickly to Xanax, so then you need it every night. And then you need a higher dose, and then you're like, it's not really working anymore, so let me try to stop it. Oh, now I'm having even worse insomnia because I'm withdrawing. And he kind of went through that cycle, I'd say, couple of times before um, I realized yeah. that it was making things and worse. And it definitely was impactful to watch how quickly someone can build up a tolerance. Just for my own learning, like it was not long. Now you can see that it, it doesn't really solve the problem. The problem was probably the stimulants. That yeah. obsessive yeah. ruminative state over the work yeah. that made it really difficult to complete things. That was definitely stimulant use. Yeah, it's hard to learn this in a textbook. Learning from our own mistakes and learning from our patient stories is most important. This was my experience with Xanax. And another example of yeah. why it should be used for two to four weeks for a crisis and that's it. And that's yeah. where it can be really powerful and helpful, but then you hopefully avoid any tolerance and withdrawal. The other thing was just how addictive it could be as well because I knew about Benzo buddies and I had already written articles about mm -hmm. it at the time I was mm -hmm. taking this and it's just like such a slippery slope. I hope this was informative and to give you kind of insight to our experience and let us know what you think in the comments below. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to see the full video interview, we also post these to YouTube. Just go to Wit During Psychiatry on YouTube to find those. You'll also find several YouTube exclusive videos from doctors Yosef and Marissa posted several times a week. Finally, if you need help with your drug taper, getting a second opinion, or managing your post-acute withdrawal, come visit us at witduringpsychiatry.com. Our sole focus is on helping patients regain control of their lives and achieve optimal mental health on as little medications as possible.